Welcome back to Humans of Purpose. I'm your host, Mike Davis, and each week I bring you conversations with local purpose-driven leaders. Leaders creating social impact through their work and inspiring positive social change across a wide variety of sectors. Sit back, tune in, and enjoy the next 40 minutes guaranteed to inspire you with our signature blend of wisdom, experience, and banter. Learn more at humansofpurpose.com. First one is around um, being mission-focused. So in this space, we all have strong missions, but are people in our organization really on board, living and breathing, and like personally invested in the, the uh, achievement of these missions? The organizations that are the most innovative are. Um, they use that as the reason for innovation. You know, innovation is seen as being sexy at the moment. Uh, it's seen as being cool, mm. uh, but we don't innovate for no reason in this space. We don't have the resource to do things that are sexy and cool. We do things because out of necessity here. Welcome back to another action-packed episode of Humans of Purpose. First off, a big thanks to our major sponsor, Neon Treehouse, for all their wonderful social media support. We've just onboarded some terrific new podcast partners that can offer you, our listeners, access to a plethora of amazing discounted products and service opportunities. These are products and services I've approached personally because I use and have grown to love them and think you might too. You'll see leading brands like Chief Nutrition, New Recover, Bonnie and Welly now on our partners page through our website. Chief Nutrition and their delicious healthy chili beef bars are my high protein snacks for the day and sometimes my lunch too. You'll get 10% off these just by hitting the direct link in our show notes. New Recover is my portable ice bath of choice and I use this three to four times per week to optimize my health and well-being and you'll get a roaring 20% off these already very affordable at about 150 bucks just by hitting the direct link in the show notes. We've got one remaining podcast promotional opportunity for 2023. So if you want to partner with Humans of Purpose to promote your organization, products or services, feel free to get in touch regarding these opportunities uh, for October until the end of this year. More on this linked in our show notes, but the key action here is just to head to the partners page on our website or just check out our show notes below. Before we commence, a big thank you to our wonderful gold members whose monthly and annual support helps me to ensure the podcast has a base to grow and thrive from. You too can become a gold member and enjoy a whole range of perks that are now too innumerable to list in a short time. You know what to do, check out the show notes to learn more and hit the link there to get involved. Today, I bring you my conversation with Dan Bentley and Tracy Newman. You might have heard of Dan and Tracy via either their amazing podcast, Innovate for Impact, or their great consulting business, Impacto Consulting. You might have also heard my guest appearance on their podcast, which aired recently. If not, I'll also link that in the show notes. You might not know this, but the podcasting world is not all that collaboratively, generally speaking. Most think of it as a competition or a zero-sum game, but not Dan and Tracy. They are kind, generous, and just good folks who make a great podcast featuring some of the best not-for-profit and social enterprise leaders in Australia. I hope you enjoy my conversation with the Innovate for Impact team, Dan and Tracy, as much as I did. Dan and Tracy, welcome to the return leg of the podcast. How are you both? Good. Yeah, so good, mate. Great to be here. Feel like a, I don't know if deja vu is happening for you. Uh, we, we were on a different platform last week, but a very similar setup when we, I did your podcast. So I don't know when that's coming out, but this will be out in a few weeks, and it's it's lovely to be on the other side of the table, so to speak. <laughs> 
I know it's you're, you feel way more under pressure when you're not the host, I think. When you're the host, I think you've got more of an element of control. So uh, it's weird being on this side of the microphone. I was actually just thinking the same thing. Like um, we do podcasts all the time and I feel really, you know, crazy. And then today I, I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is, I feel really nervous. I'm, I'm having the full guest experience. <laughs> You, you've got to just trust the host, as all your guests do with you, and you produce a magnificent podcast. Um, so let's get into that. Uh, without further ado, we will skip the life stories and histories um, from fetus to today. Assume you grew up um, well because you're here and doing great things. So let's talk a bit more about how you met and uh, the impetus for Impacto Consulting, just as a starting point. Yeah, sure. Uh, do you want me to tell my side of it? I'm happy to, to jump in because... Uh, yeah, so essentially Tracy and I worked together probably, geez, probably over about 10 years ago now. Um, we worked in a, a pretty, uh, a bit of a, like a corporate type environment. We kind of met there and I was sort of managing one part of the office and Tracy was managing another part. And um, yeah, it was quite a challenging environment. And Tracy and I kind of made this uh, friendship beyond just being colleagues because uh, we had to kind of really work really well together to make this operation work and also really stick together as well, even though at the start we hardly sort of knew each other. So we kind of created this pretty deep relationship, um, you know, remained friends after we finished working up there. I sort of got to a point in my career where I'd sort of got my dream job. I was the head of customer experience and um, customer strategy uh, for sort of these startup brands within a large uh, organization. And I just sort of th- felt like something was missing from my work. Um, I, I'd always wanted to do more in the for purpose sector. I was on a board and you know done a lot of sort of volunteer sort of things, but I'd sort of got sort of got to a point where I had a bit of a life changing situation where my mum passed away, and I sort of started thinking, look, if I was on my deathbed, like, is this really what I want to look back on and and say how I spent most of my week doing this type of work? And whilst I really enjoyed it, and I worked with some absolutely amazing people, obviously Tracy, one of them, I um the answer was no. I, I wanted to flip that. I wanted to, well, not flip it. I was going to say I was. Gonna, I wanted to, you know, get do five days a week working in the not for profit space. But I don't spend my weekends working in a corporate, so it doesn't quite a flip. But um, I wanted to basically do the that's the, the stuff I was volunteering in as my job um, a lot more. So, but I didn't really know what that looked like. So I did the most logical thing, which is basically quit that job and um, go traveling for about two years. Um, spent about nine months in South America, uh, a few months in uh, the Middle East, went to Palestine and. Uh, a lot of time in India, places like that, and even lived in Sweden for a little bit. And when I was in Sweden, I was volunteering uh, my skills, essentially what we do at Impacto Consulting. I was running projects for them. One of them was to help them with their fundraising. Another one was to help them to um, understand how they can better utilize their um, volunteers through using some human-centered design techniques. And I was loving it, absolutely loving it. Anyways, just two weeks before I was coming back to Australia, and I was like, I don't even still know what I want to do, but I'm going to have to work it out because I've got no money. I've been traveling for so long. And I get this message out of the blue from Tracy. And uh, I sort of started thinking, well, maybe I can just kind of do what I'm doing here when I get home and just sort of give it a go. I'd always wanted to run my own business. So I thought, yeah, let's let's give it a go. And then Tracy messages me and goes, hey, Dan, I just got made redundant. Uh, Are you coming back from Sweden soon? I'm thinking about doing something in the not-for-profit space. And I was like, oh, actually, like literally last night, I started thinking about starting this consultancy, which uses the skills that we learned when we worked together in this corporation, but in the space that me and you were volunteering in. She's like, oh, that sounds amazing. I was like, you want to do it? And we hadn't even thought about it, right? Like I just literally just chucked that out there. 
And Tracy's like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And then we're like, oh, maybe we should just cover, maybe let's think about this for at least a night you know, before we jump into business. And the next day we're like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, and that was almost, yeah, just over five years ago now. And so it's uh, still been going strong. We're, and Tracy, we're still- yeah. It's easy to put off things that don't seem to be urgent right now, but protecting your family simply can't wait. So while you're doing it all today, tomorrow has a partner, Mass Mutual. Find out more at massmutual.com slash financial legacies. Yeah, it's so interesting because I have a different, slightly different recollection of that last time. I thought you might, which is why I thought I'd throw to you briefly. (laughs) And every time I I remind Adam, it's like, oh, wow, I I don't remember that, which was essentially that, that, yeah, I I did let Dan know that I'd been made redundant. and, And he sort of said to me, oh, look, you know, I've been thinking about doing this thing. You should join me. And I went, oh, okay. And then he went, oh, hang on, let me think about that. And then you know, virtually instantly went, actually, you know, I reckon that'd be really good. And he, and I even remember Dan telling me, look, I've got the name and the colour picked out <laughs> because Dan's, uh, he, he's, he's super creative and he's really great at, at that piece. And he said, you know, I want to call it Impacto because I really want to make an impact. And obviously he, he also wanted to, to bring in, um, I guess his, his influences from traveling, and I'm not sure whether where the blue from Impacto came from, but I really loved it. So um, that was a no brainer for me as well. I can tell you that Impacto is the words um, impact in Spanish, so that's my influence from <laughs> yes, the nine months I'm in South America. I think that might be where it came from. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the blue was actually the color of the animal rights organization I was volunteering at. <laughs> I sent that Wait, to a designer. I was like, take a couple of shades off this, and uh, <laughs> as long as it's close enough and not exactly the same, I like that color. <laughs> I feel like this is a podcast where you guys are like discovering things about the origins of the business. This is very cool. <laughs> I, I like this. I like this format. Um, so incredible stuff. And so you're doing amazing things in the consulting world, but you've also got this terrific podcast, Innovate for Impact, which is sort of, I mean, it's it's quite interesting for me because I think back in the day and that that's sort of when I started my consultancy, Purposeful uh, Social Impact Consulting back in 2016. I started Humans of Purpose around the same time, and it, it was kind of similar format where you've got the podcast is kind of works as like this thought leadership piece to sort of support the sector, um, but also so relevant to the clients that you do serve and may want to serve in future as well, like these great thought bites of knowledge that are very digestible. How do you see that and the, the kind of relationship between the podcast and um, you know what what happened first and how did it all fit together for you, the consulting and the podcasting? For us, what happened first was the consulting. Um, we were able to speak with hundreds of leaders across the cent- sector and we were really inspired by some of the things that we saw, particularly around innovation. And when you talk about innovation, um, quite often people don't really sort of think about this sector. However, what we saw was was incredibly innovative and a lot of the time it comes off the back of the constraints that that. Um, people are working with. So that was was part of it was all about showcasing some of the amazing things that we saw. Um, and then the other part of it was really making our services accessible because we know that not everybody is in a position to be able to, um, you know, to work well, they're not in a position to be able to hire us, but also uh, capacity-wise, we don't have the ability to work with everybody and we are all about making a, a broader impact than, than we can sort of working intensively one-on-one. So that was that was the other part of this. Fantastic. It makes great sense. And so, I mean, 
interested in both. Well, I, I think we'll probably let's talk about the podcast first because mm. that's sort of both our lanes. Uh, yeah. We had an interesting chat just sort of about like the different way that you you thought to do, design your podcast versus maybe how other podcasts work and your sweet spot. Um, what do you go for in terms of length? Like what sort of out, what makes a good episode for you in terms of how you go out to sort of create good quality content? Yeah, I think, I think it's a, a combination for us. Our, our podcasts, they're very, they're meant to be very educational. They're, we often will pick a topic with our, um, our guest or whether it's just Tracy and I sort of jamming and um, we, we will sort of go quite deep into that. But one of the things I think that we pride ourselves on and we get a lot of feedback from people who listen to our podcast is that we kind of make some of those really complex, maybe sometimes very academic type concepts, very easy for anyone to understand. And that's what we really try and do with that podcast is, is to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, whether it's us or a guest, that's, that's what we're always aiming for. Um, so the other part of it is though, that we also understand that the people that listen to our podcast are people that are busy people and they're people that have probably had quite intense days and they're quite often listening to us when they're driving home from the office, they might be taking their dog for a walk or they might be in the gym or going for a run or something like that. And so because of that, we also need to make sure that whilst we have the uh, educational element there we also need to make sure there's an element of entertainment and so when we talk about that um we we try and you know similar to yours mike we try and have that little bit of banter and sort of keep it light um we also don't try and overly structure the podcast as well i think when you've been in a really structured day mm-hmm. the last thing you want is a very structured conversation so the sort of vibe that we're going for in our podcast is uh two friends having a coffee or a beer talking about talking shop, right? And uh, you're just a fly on the wall listening in to that conversation. So that's sort of what we go for. And we Love try it. and keep it and we try and keep it to about 20 to 30 minutes for our episodes. And the reason why is because we kind of know, well, that's how long a, a walk, a run, a gym session, a, a drive can often take somebody so that they can kind of get a, a bite, you know, a, a bite-sized um, snapshot of what we're talking about and then sort of go about their day. So yeah, that's really well summed up. And um, just looking at some of the like, like one thing that I like about what you said is making it digestible uh, for people who are on the move. I mean, my goal when I started Humans and Purpose is always like, oh, w- w- what length should a podcast be? Because if you've got people like Lex Fridman making four and a half hour podcasts, and you probably need like six days if you're a busy person to get anywhere near the middle of that. Um, but then you've got like your one hours, you've got your 20 minute sort of versions, and then you've got your kind of half an hour, 40 minute versions. And I've vacillated a fair bit between trying to do it so that it meets people's needs around that commuting time, but have also found that for the way uh, I engage with people. I just need longer. Um, yeah. And so I, I don't know what your kind of struggle <laughs> is like in terms of like drawing out that quality and how long you need versus compact kind of design and getting all the the content and key notes in there. I think like what you do really well is it's a shorter listen time, but all the key messages are in there and it's more edited and tighter. And it's yeah. it's just, it's sort of bursting with value is what I like about your podcast. Yeah. Thanks, mate. I, I think- you know, our styles of our podcasts, whilst we may talk about some similar topics and we have similar types of people from the sector on there, they're, they've got a different style. And I think both of them work in their own way. I think what I really like about yours is, is that it, it does really feel very conversational and you speak a lot more about the person that you're talking to. And, you know, ours is a different uh, perspective, which is more like, hey, let's hear a little bit about you, but let's also get us to teach, get you know, teach us all something as well, whilst you're here about something deeply that you're an expert in. That's kind of probably the difference in the two. And the other big thing is too, and we talked about this offline, I think um, last week was that, you know, we have ours uh, uh, edited as well. 
purposely and you and you purposely don't have yours edited and that's because mm. that's the style that you're going for versus the style that we're going for when we have ours edited mm. it just cuts out all those little ums and ahs oh, i forgot what i was going to say and anything that didn't sort of add value just gets cut out so it does keep it to that so yeah, I think they both work. They they both deliver what we're looking for. Um, I listen to your pod- and so does Tracy. We both listen to your mm-hmm. podcast. We love it. Um, Thank you. You know, la- last night I listened to half of it on the way to driving somewhere, and they listened to the other half on the way back. So <laughs> it still works in a commute. <laughs> well said. Well said. And, and I think um, yeah, d- different strokes for different folks. And certainly, mm. like what I do like about the the fact that we're even having this conversation is just that. In our space, there's so much room for diversity of content too, and like different mm. styles and approaches. And I think, you know, it's not a zero sum game. You know, we we can learn from all kinds of different sources. What I um think is cool is also how you've what what I think is different, and maybe to highlight in a few examples, are uh, like you've got these leaders and guests from great leading for purpose organizations talking about specific challenges and really outlining how they've tackled them, and then you pull out the lessons from them. What sort of stands out for you as one of your favorites of of those episodes where you drew out um particular? And I know I know you're laughing, Dan, because I'm asking you the most dreaded question that you asked me the other week. But um, is your favorite child? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, just it's more like, I guess, just say, look, one example would be uh, Mark Pierce, how a strong mission is your currency to attract and and motivate volunteers. So, you know, that is such a strong sort of headline and uh, shape for a podcast, whereas mine is just so freeform and we could be discussing anything. Which one for you do you think you really nailed the most that people should check out recently in terms of the the question challenge title of the episode and how that person sort of um, stepped up to the challenge? Yeah, that's that's absolutely got me thinking. Um, one of the things, and so I'm going to sideways answer your question, um, sure. one of the things that that's I have like found... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a politician response. I'm just going to tell you something totally different from the question that you asked me, but we can get back to the question once I'm At least you're telling um, me that. At least you're reframing it actively, you know. Created some space. Yeah. So what I find um, is that so often um, in my day-to-day, I'm actually living what I've learned from our guests. And um, there are so many um, like sayings that Dan and I now have that have actually come from things that our guests have shared with us. Um, One of my favourites is uh, Daniel Flynn. And um, he was talking about, you know, when you're you're working in this sector, quite often, you know, you really want to do a great job and you can see so much that needs to be done and you can you can get caught up in it. And he just has this saying, you know, which is pressure off. And it's about creating some space that allows you to be more effective. Yeah, I I um I personally really enjoyed that episode too. I think the way that Tracy and I felt about that episode after it was that it almost felt like a coaching session that we were on the receiving end of from a guy who's, you know, doing some amazing things. Um, you know, I, I've listened to so much of his content. I've read his book, you know, all those sorts of things. And to be able to sit there and ask him these questions that were on my mind and that I've always wanted to know was was really amazing experience as a podcaster. Um, but I also, you know, I've had a lot of feedback from our audience too to say that they also got a lot out of it because, again, and we sort of talked about this a little bit on our show as well, Mike, that the cool thing about this is, is that we're all different people behind these microphones, right? And you put the same guest mm-hmm. in front of us and the same guest in front of you. We ask them very different questions. And I think that's what's really cool. And mm-hmm. 
yeah, that, that episode was just great because we went down this whole rabbit hole with him around his organization's culture. Like we all know those stories from thank you of the helicopters, you know, and trying to get people to, um, you know, flood the the um, the social media of Woolies and Coles to get their product in. But we really went behind the scenes around, well, how did you do that? And what did it take? And what didn't work? And he was just so generous with sharing. Um, it was, yeah, it was and, so amazing to hear that sort of stuff. And like I said, it felt like a coaching session or a training session from this guy. It was, it was really cool. So, And in yeah, terms I of think- how you, sorry, Tracy, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think one of my, um, one of the episodes that was probably the most fun and and I'm not sure that this actually came through in the podcast because there were some elements that that we cut was um, we recorded a podcast on a Friday afternoon with Josh from Humanitics. Now, <laughs> we'd been using Humanitics in our business and, and had started right from, um, you know, it was one of the um, sort of first platforms that, that we used. And at the time, I had this amazing uh, customer experience where I, you know, I asked them a question about, events and um they actually set up a one-on-one coaching session with me and and took me through how to um you know promote an event and different strategies to employ and I was I was blown away because that was you know well above my expectations but then just talking to Josh and he was um like their their culture and the way that they've been able to um bring people on board and have them you know like work for them for free and the way that their partnership worked you know whereby uh, and and all of the things that they went through to to start that organization was great but you know he was just he, he uh, it was just so fun because he just took us through a whole world of things. Like I said, a lot, a lot of it probably didn't even uh, quite make it because it was, um, yeah, it, it was just us riffing on a Friday afternoon and it was probably more value entertainment-wise for us than it would be for our listeners, but de- definitely one of our, oh, our funnest moments. I'm yeah. actually laughing because I'm just remembering some of the things that he was saying. Oh, man, it's so funny. <laughs> It was gold. Oh, look, I, was, I don't think we should deny the fact that one of the most fun things about podcasting, despite the educational stuff, is just the shit talking. I mean, we get to just yeah, talk yeah. shit with amazing people uh, a lot of the time. And uh, I think we, we can be very serious in our work all the time, but I don't yeah. advise that. I think fun's really important. Um, and for me, I, and I know it's the same for you, Dan and Tracy, like talking a bit of uh, rubbish is just great for everyone. I mean, it, it's relieving. Oh, yeah. It's fun for the audience. Um, it gives you a mental break. Um, so I don't think we should ever underestimate the value of banter in podcasts mm-hmm. and in life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. I think another podcast that just came to mind talking of banter, I think Doug Taylor's episode for me is probably another highlight and obviously most people probably know him, but if not, he's the CEO of the Smith family at the moment. And yeah, he he had some really, he shared some amazing insights, but he's also, if anyone's you know read his content or heard him speak before. He- There's so much to do in a day, family, friends, and work. The appointments feel endless. The calendar invites keep coming in and it seems like you never have time to catch a breath. It's easy to hit snooze or push off what doesn't seem urgent to another day. But there are some things that simply cannot wait. So while you're doing it all today, remember that tomorrow has a partner. Mass Mutual. Find out more at massmutual.com slash financial legacies. No, he really knows his stuff, but he's also very like lighthearted, very engaging, very... um what's the word, like charismatic sort of a person too. And that's probably one of my favourite episodes too is that was, you know, pretty early on. I think maybe that was like episode 20 something that we recorded and 
he just came on and just absolutely killed it. And that's probably one of my favorite episodes still. I, I pass that episode on to a lot of people that I connect with if they ever want to hear our podcast because I think it's a great a great example. So one thing that I'll just say as well that we didn't talk about before is that another benefit of, that we've been getting back from people is that this type of work is serious work, like you said, Mike, but it's also quite difficult work. And I think one of the benefits from us having these people share their stories it's not about just showing successes. It's about just sharing stories because we're all in this together in this space. We're all trying to move the, the, the dial on you know, social impact, whatever part of social impact we're all, where our organization's working on. And that's hard work. And sometimes when we're doing that work, we can really feel like, oh, you know, am I just you know, pushing shit uphill here? Am I I'm actually getting somewhere? And when we hear these stories of people that are doing the same thing and maybe they did break through or maybe they didn't break through, but it's kind of realizes, oh, it's not just me. And I think a lot of people get a lot out of that. I think they really get a lot out of hearing that and going, oh, I'm going through that at the moment. I'm going to keep going. And it gives people that little bit of like motivation to go like, it's not just me. I'm going to keep pushing on here. And I, and I know that I can get where I'm going to head. I, I, I feel like that's something that we didn't even think about would come out of doing this podcast, but we've heard that from a lot of our listeners that that's something that they get out of it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and I mean, I'm interested for you about the dialectic relationship between the podcast and the consulting. So your own learning and your your teaching, because obviously you're working with lots of great um, organizations uh, around innovation and impact. So, you know, what do you learn more from? And do you, I mean, when I was doing both, I found that it fed really nicely. It was sort of a bilateral relationship where you learn things in the podcast, you can then take them and then experiment with them with clients and often they go really well because you're speaking to such smart people uh but also the other way around like you often learn things in consulting and you think wow that'd be a really great question or challenge um to explore with a podcast guest absolutely and and sometimes not even um just with guests like sometimes um the episodes that dan and i actually uh share are quite often something that we've recently discovered or something that, um, you know, we've been doing in working with a client and um, they've found it really helpful and we've gone, oh, well, you know, we should we should share this more broadly. Um, and, and so sometimes it is actually about, um, yeah, bringing onto the podcast the things that we're actually learning in that consulting work because mm-hmm. uh, every single piece of work that we've been involved in, I learn I mean, when I sort of think about um, how I've changed and and how the way that I approach my work and um, the the conversations that I have, how much they've changed in the five years that that we've been doing it, it, it really is all about the um, magnificent people that we get to work with and and the the learning that happens every single time you have a conversation with somebody. Mm. Yeah. Oh, look, absolutely found the same thing for me. Um, on another note, I mean, you're doing some interesting things, and I like um, I like with podcast innovation as well. So, what are the different things we can do with podcasting? I've done a couple of live podcasts before, where you re- oh, you cool. record in front of an audience, which was really good fun. I've done a conference before, the Purpose Conference, I think in 2018, which was a lot of fun, or 2019. Um, you're doing the Connecting Up Conference, which is just fantastic. That that partnership there with Info Exchange as well. Tell us about sort of experiments that you've done beyond the traditional podcasting realm, and uh, you know whether there are a future experiments in store and what, how have they gone to date the different things that you've done around um, podcasting we are thinking of potentially doing a live podcast because we've got our 100th episode coming up soon so we are thinking of doing something different for that uh so that's that's something that we might pick your brain on 
Mike <laughs> to find out how you did that, what did work and what didn't work because we're a little bit nervous about the technology side of it. Um, we've we've ran, probably outside of podcasting, we've run a lot of webinars. We um, we really jumped on that bandwagon, uh, you know, around COVID time, maybe just before COVID, but, you know, they really got popular during that time. We've, yeah, we've run a lot. We don't run them so much anymore. Our podcast is probably our main way of um, getting our information out there now and the, like, the occasional article. But yeah, majority of our stuff has um, just been, yeah, now these days just talking through the podcast. Um, I don't know, Trace, can you think of anything that comes to mind around, I mean, it's sort of, we should probably be able to come up with something here. We're talking about innovation. We probably should be doing some innovative things. Sometimes we just do things <laughs> when we don't think that they're innovative. <laughs> Yeah, I, like you, I'm, I've, I've gone like, oh, innovative, innovative. Mm. What do we do that's innovative? You know, I think actually what, what we do that's innovative that people constantly forget is innovation, is constraints. You know, when you actually put constraints around what you're doing, that's what creates the innovation. And so, you know, making sure that like having that sort of constraint around, um, yeah, be, being uh, snappy in terms of um, le- like let's, you know, try really hard not to go over that 30 minutes. Um, let's make sure that we are really um, staying true to topic because we get to talk to all these really fascinating people and they're doing lots of fascinating things. But um, And this is probably one of the reasons why it's great that I partner with Dan because he kind of will always bring the conversation back to how that relates to innovation in this sector. And, um, you know, so the, they're the sort of pieces that um, really help us to to deliver what we're looking to deliver is actually, you know, building those constraints around what it is that we're doing, which then makes sure that we sort of push in that in that direction. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. And I think the other thing that we do as well, and yeah, I don't know think it's necessarily innovative, but it maybe is innovative in this space because so many people don't do it, if that makes sense. But um, it's that keeping topics simple every time, no matter what it is, how do we keep things simple? I think mm. that's one of our strengths as consultants and as well as podcasters that I think some people might look at as being innovative. We really do get clear before, like, what is it, the topic that we're going to talk about? We don't talk about how we're going to get there, but we really make sure that we can, first of all, just have that conversation to understand this is exactly the rabbit hole we want to go deep down, not like 30 random rabbit holes and not go and go shallow on all of them. So, yeah, that this we have our own little process of doing that, which Mike, you would experience the other day, where you know it's just kind of like really trying to talk to you first, pulling out like the core things. Um, we have our own framework that we use in our consulting, which is our Innovate for Impact framework, and it's part of a bigger program. And it's kind of got four different areas that you need to have, um, I guess, working well to have an innovative and impactful organization. So we quite often as well use that as a framework for our podcast too, to make sure that we're kind of hitting the four different areas across our different topics in our conversations. And we share that with all of our guests Mm. so that they can really be clear on what we are looking to talk about with our audience. And for our audience, they can also start to sort of um, put those conversations into buckets and sort of build up their knowledge and expertise around those four areas. And what are the four areas? Sure. So the um, the first one is around um, being mission focused. So in this space, we all have strong missions, but are people in our organization really on board, living and breathing and like personally invested in the, the uh, achievement of these missions? The organizations that are the most innovative are. Um, they use that as the reason for innovation. You know, innovation is seen as being sexy at the moment. 
Uh, it's seen as being cool, mm. uh, but we don't innovate for no reason in this space. We don't have the resource to do things that are sexy and cool. We do things because out of necessity here. So your mission and having everybody focused on that is that fuel for innovation. It's going to push your organization forward. It's going to get people out of their comfort zone and give them a reason to do something different. The other one is, uh, the second one is creative leadership. So that's all about having leaders that are able to um, uh, create an environment that where creativity is safe, that they people feel psychologically safe, and that they're creative in the way that they approach problem solving and through their leadership. Their job also is to bring that mission to life. You know, we, we're working with a, in a people business here, and no matter what sort of organization you run, you're working with people. And so leaders are the ones that actually embody those values, that mission and all of that and, and, and deliver that to your people and work with them to, to make that thing real. Um, the third one is all about client centricity and collaboration. So that one there is all about, you know, you have, um, we use that as our compass as to where do we need to make the organization, uh, which direction do we need to head? So when we really understand the needs of our clients and those stakeholders that that operate in the same system that our organization is operating in, we create better solutions with them um, together. And then finally, you can have all those things, but if your people don't have the resources and are, aren't in, and they're not empowered to actually be able to make change, then you're not going to see innovation happen. So empowered people is the fourth one. And that's all about having systems, processes, resources available so that people can actually make change happen and bring ideas from something in your head to being you know, operational and making an impact in the lives of the people that you support. I love that. I think that's so good to just have a model that sits behind everything. And I think it just takes me back to the, um, the consulting days when I think we had purpose uh well-being um and a few other i think we ended up with four uh circles that were important to be a purpose-driven organization um i can't even remember them because it was because a while back but i think having that sort of place to come back to all the time gives you great um gives you great kind of uh, follow through and a, a reference point for everything you do and it's it just makes what you do consistent and high value each time hey I don't think you're allowed Absolutely. to call yourself a consultant if you don't have some models. I think it's the the bare minimum. <laughs> you got to register your ABN. They're like, please send us through some uh, some proof of that you created some models on a PDF document. So what are you? I mean, do you call yourself? I mean, I mean, if somebody asked you, I mean, I suppose you would call yourself consultants before you call yourself podcasters, or do you just call yourselves Dan and Tracy? <laughs> we always go with Dan and Tracy first. Um, I and and sometimes we like to combine the two, so it comes out as Dancy or Tran, um, and so that's what we always <laughs> leave with. That's uh, that's very then, funny. But then after that, yes, I think we 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 do uh, tend to call ourselves consultants more so than podcasters. I I, I still feel um, like podcasting is is um, it it doesn't quite feel like a coat that is mine as yet. Um, it's kind of something that I do, but it's not really, it doesn't feel like, um, I don't know, something that I'm good good enough at yet to actually take that label. But um, yeah, I think, I think that's probably more, more habit than, than anything else though. Yeah. And I think like we, we started the podcast as part of the business, but the podcast is now becoming like bigger in a way mm. it's it's kind of it's oh, oh no no so yeah it, it's it's as big as at least is what i'd probably mm-hmm. say it's and so it's it's always kind of amazed us like 
we, we, we started it with this kind of little idea and then it just keeps growing and you know what it's like, Mike, it's like, if you're really consistent with this stuff and you know, you, 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 you're keeping, you know, the, the, the stuff relevant and people like people just every week, you just get more and more and you're like, wow, I remember when having, you know, this amount of downloads per month was good. And then you're like, oh man, we get that per week now, you know, <laughs> it's, it just grows and grows and grows. So we've been, you know, really blown away with, how, how it's how it's gone and i agree with tracy it's kind of like it's kind of shocked us to end up in the spot where it's become as popular as it has um we never thought that we never started it to become podcasters we started it as a avenue for our consulting but now it's kind of become this thing that sits alongside the consulting it's just as important as the actual business itself and yeah sometimes it crosses over um and sometimes it doesn't and, that, and that's absolutely and that's absolutely fine. Um, we love doing it regardless because you know the reason we started the business was for impact, and the reason we started the podcast was for impact. And no matter what, whether we're making money or we're doing it fun, we're always having an impact, and that's what's really important to us. So, love that. And and I like um, you know, maybe a takeaway for me or a new expression that you've just sort of given me is make good stuff regularly. MGSR. So <laughs> con- con- consistency, I mean, is so key. And I, I noticed that um. You know, frequency of content um, is a big thing because, you know, you've got people who listen at different regularities to your content. But I think from my experience, if you don't release something in the way I do it anyway, if I don't release something the same week every time, people just sort of forget about you, even if they're yeah. not listening to all the episodes. So you've got yep. to sort of be keeping really regular with it. And, um, you know, systems over time have enabled me to do that. But I often get questions like, oh, you know, are you still podcasting? How are you building out one a week and whatever? But, you know, I think um, the repetition and the consistency of delivery is so much part of the the where you bring the professionalism to what isn't yeah. really a profession, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like anything in right life, right? It's um, consistency is quite often the key to getting the success that you want, right? You want to go to the gym, you want to lose weight, get, get ripped, whatever, whichever one of those, maybe both that you want to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, um, you, if you go sporadically, you're probably not going to get the results, but if you turn up every day, even if it's only for 20 minutes, you'll get results eventually because it's just that constant deliberate practice, you know, and it's, you get better at it faster. You, uh, you know, and I think there's a reason why these huge organizations, uh, media organizations had TV shows, um, scheduled Monday nights at 8.30 p.m. You know, like they did that on purpose mm, because it's, mm. a, it's a routine for the listeners as well as it is a routine for you as the content creator. I think there's something really in that. Um, ours come out at 9 a.m. on a Monday every week. Um, mm. Missed one yet. Oh, I mean, we do take, we do take some breaks, but we all, we'll often put another episode in its place. Like a, we'll recast some of our older episodes that are quite popular. Um, but yeah, yep. we've, we, haven't, we haven't missed it. And uh, yeah, I think that's what's important. I know some other people that do run podcasts and they're a little bit more sporadic with it and they they struggle to keep that growth that we talked about before um so i think it's i think it's a key part to i to noticed that. that um for you guys what you do quite well is that you also have some episodes where it's just the two of you talking about ideas so how did you how do you find that that went was that an experiment at first um do you prefer doing that do you prefer to have guests how does that sort of fit in with your cadence and rhythm actually it started off um us doing the podcast was was uh, the mm. two of us and it was really right. about well who would want to guest on our podcast like you know a little bit of that um but also i mean the the reason why we started the the podcast was actually to be able to sort of share some of those concepts and those ideas and so that was um sort of where that had started off but we've been 
um, absolutely blown away by the generosity of people wanting to share their knowledge um, on the podcast and and share their time. You know, these are the busy people who have uh, got a, got a lot that that they're working on, and for them to actually make time available to to come on the podcast has been um, a really pleasant and exciting surprise from from my perspective. We say family is everything, and it should be. But the appointments feel endless, and it seems so hard to make time even to catch your breath. It's easy to put off things that don't seem to be urgent right now because we think there's always tomorrow. But there are some things that shouldn't have to wait for tomorrow. So while you're doing it all today, remember that tomorrow has a partner, MassMutual. Find out more at MassMutual.com slash Financial Legacies. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And uh, yeah, it feels good to get all the stuff out of your head too. I don't know mm. if you can relate to that, but man, mm. I just feel, it feels so good that I just don't, I'm not just not holding all this stuff. It's actually helped me to work through what I know as well. I've kind of now got mm. all the things that I can talk about now in categories. <laughs> I can look <laughs> through the podcast and be like, oh, look at all that stuff, you know? And it's actually got to the point now where Tracy and I are like, hmm, like we really, we've, we find it easy to find guests, but we've talked so much just between the two of us. We're like, what haven't we covered? And now we're almost thinking mm. maybe we need to go back and cover some of the old topics, but in, in different ways so that maybe some people, the way we positioned it last time, maybe that didn't land for them, but maybe if we position it this way, it may be better. So yeah, I mean, we've done 80 something episodes and maybe 50% of them because the early ones, a lot of them were us talking, um, have been mm. us. So it's, yeah, we've shared a lot. Uh, but, you know, as we as Tracy said before, the more we work with clients, the more we learn, the more we jump in and share as well. So we're going to keep that going. Um, and then the other thing that we do too, which we probably haven't touched on is some of the guests that we have on are people that we just know from around um, or that people that we might approach, like we talked about on our show, Mike, you know, some of the people that you just might go, oh, look, I love that person's work. I might say they'll come on the podcast and you think, oh, I don't think mm. they will, but I'll chuck it out there. And then they go, say That's yes. All I do. And like, yeah, <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, this is yeah. awesome. So I've always yep. loved that. But the other one that we have is we actually bring our, um, our clients onto the podcast as well and talk about um, the project that we worked on with them. And that's that's a really cool uh, view as well because you have because Tracy does a lot of the um, the actual like delivery type work with with the clients, so it's almost like sometimes I feel like I'm interviewing Tracy and the client, and they're telling the story together from different perspectives, and they they come across quite well too. It's actually really they're they're often um, some of my funnest ex- episodes, even though I was there at the time. Actually, getting the client to share the experience from their perspective. Um, I often get to sort of relive a lot of those funny moments um, and see it from the lens that that they applied, and I really love those conversations. It's a brilliant way to do it that just so joins things up so well. And what 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 for you? I mean, given that you've done eighty ish episodes and you're you know well on track to the ton and just exceptional achievement. Um, I think we mentioned on a, our podcast together the other week that um, very few make it to like even ten episodes. So mm. you, you know you've gone through to eighty, and what you said about the podcast now being almost as big or the same size as the consulting is phenomenal. Um, what does the the um, the end of the rainbow look like for you? What's what's sort of on the horizon? What are your aspirations? for the future of um, the podcast? It's a good question because I don't think we've really ever talked about that. Uh, it's uh, From my perspective, I think it's been very much a one episode at a time type thing. Um, you know, I, 
Look, the way yeah, we started. Did you just like, give me the whole football? We take things one match at a time. Kind of oh, thing yeah, I might have built out the other week. I think you just. I'm did. drinking out of my uh, Richmond Cup today as well, mate. So I might have a bit of footy on the mind. <laughs> Better than the Hawks uh, Cup. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that at the moment, but uh, let's let's not go down that rabbit hole. But no, I, I really like. Yes, cliches aside, football cliches aside, um, you know, we we started it as you know as a part as it's like a side thing for the business right like it was like let's just share the stuff we know let's try and get some people on the show and talk about innovation because we're passionate about it and we want to shine that light like all the stuff i've already we've already both mentioned and so we quite often haven't thought about the podcast as well where does that head we quite often think about well, where's the business heading <laughs> in the mm-hmm. next x amount of time because it's always been like that but maybe we do need to start having some chats around well where do we want to see that podcast because like we said it's now starting to become on the same level as rather than being a piece of, if that makes sense. So, I don't know. Trace, do you have any other thoughts on that? Well, we've, we've also got our um, – so we have a bit of a dream guest list and oh, we yeah, haven't exhausted our dream guest guest list yet. So uh, – and, look, I think that that will just continue to, to, to morph and change as, um, you know, as as the podcast goes and and as we we have people who um you know have moved from our dream guest list to gee that was a great episode list love that love that and lo- love both your contributions there been amazing chatting with you what i'm going to do is my experiment is do a shorter mm. podcast in the uh impacto format way to see how that goes for me because i love what you do and your more digestible approach so i'm not going to labor people to you know dedicate four days to listen to my usual sort of ranty <laughs> podcast how can people connect with you and learn more about your amazing work probably our website's a good place to start um impacto uh, sorry impactoconsulting.com Got are you? Get that right. <laughs> you didn't get it right. It'll it's be in the show impact- notes anyway, guys. Just relax. Exactoconsulting.com.au. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And also, uh, open to connect with us both on LinkedIn, uh, and also the the podcast also has its own page on LinkedIn as well. So, uh, and of course, the podcast Fantastic. is available on the usual sites as well, which we'll connect in the show notes as well. So my call to action for anyone listening and also Dan and Tracy is listen to the damn podcast. It's phenomenal. There's some great lessons and insights in there, and it's very different to this podcast. So here we're a bit more about the the human storytelling side where we don't really have much of a structure. These guys will give you quality in probably 20 to 30 minutes that you will get nowhere else uh, for insights and innovation in the for-purpose sector. So do check it out. I'll include everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with me, Dan and Tracy. If you wouldn't mind holding on for a sec, let's have a little debrief. Great. Sounds good. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button in your podcast player and why not share it with a friend or two? If you want more from your Humans of Purpose experience, become a Humans of Purpose member today through our new platform, Supercast. All you need to do is hit the link in our show notes. If you have a message to share with our audience about your brand, products or services, we have a wide variety of paid promotional packages available. Please get in touch by hitting the link in our show notes.